tweeted, quote, free America now, in all caps. On this issue, we do not agree. I mean, this is a hot button issue where rationality takes a backseat. So in the grand scheme of things, I think this is, you know, what we have is something with a very low mortality rate and high contagion and something that is of low risk to a young person is, is of high risk to an older person. Essentially, the thing, the right thing to do would be to not have done a lockdown for the whole country, but to have, I think, anyone who's at risk should be quarantined until the storm passes. All right, but this storm is coming again. You know, you're talking a lot about saving humanity, but these are humans that die in the process. Everybody dies. I know that, Elon. I get that. The, the, the question is, what, what on balance is the greater good? And you feel lockdowns did not do that? No. This is a no-win situation. It has, it has diminished my faith in humanity, this whole thing. Because? The irrationality of, of, of people in general. Will you get a vaccine? Are you, what do you do with no. your own family? You won't get a vaccine. Why is that? I'm, I'm, I'm not at risk for COVID, uh, nor am I kid. Mm -hmm. So you won't do that? No. And, and how do you, what do you do now? Do you, do you just go to work? Is that how you're conducting yourself and your family? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this entire time SpaceX had been at work through this entire thing. We didn't skip a day. We had national security clearance because mm -hmm. we're doing national security work. We sent astronauts to the space station and back. Tesla has been apart from several weeks where we were shut down by the state and then overzealous Alameda County, which is a travesty. But apart from that, we've been making cars this entire time. And um, it's been great. How do you answer your employees? You say, I think you're putting me and my family at risk. What do you say to them then? Great, stay home. Stay home. That's it. Yeah. Do they get penalized for that? Or just what's it's what can they do if they feel that they are at risk? I mean, if they, if they have a legitimate reason to be at risk, then they, you know, they should stay home. All right. So when they decide, when this is your policy, when these workers are worried, and do you feel that they have a, I want to just get back to that, put yourselves in their shoes. Do you feel they have a good reason to be worried? Um, and do you feel a duty to pay them and make sure they're okay, despite the fact that you don't agree with how they feel about COVID versus how you feel about Let's COVID? Just move on. Just move on. That's what you want to do. Cara, I do not want to get into a okay, debate right. about the situation. Okay, all right, okay. I want to finish up talking about... You want to end the podcast now, we can do it. Okay, what do you say? No, we don't. I don't want to end it. I just want to understand where you've got, but I do. I feel like I understand where you are. So yeah. one of the and things... And I should say, we've also spent quite a lot of time with the Harvard epidemiology team doing mm -hmm. antibody studies. Tesla makes the vaccine machines for CureVac. Gates said something about me not knowing what, what it's doing. It's like, hey, knucklehead, we actually make the vaccine machines for CureVac, that company you invested in. Seems like you have a lot of passion around this topic, like that you feel this has been blown and that there are better ways to do it, which is what you do in your other parts of your life, correct? Whether it's Tesla or yeah. SpaceX, the, the rockets aren't, aren't being reused, the cars aren't electric, the way we address viruses is irrational. It's very irrational. to rebuilding your energy convenience is key while coffee candy and other sugary products can give you a short boost the crash can leave you more tired than ever 
Turbo Force from InfoWars Life is a powerful mix-in energy packet that utilizes vitamins, amino acids, and extracts used for hundreds of years to provide you focus, clarity, and a boost of energy on the go. Simply take a packet, mix it into the indicated amount of water, and enjoy. With 14 servings per box for a two-week or more supply, this is the formula to stock up on whenever you need a boost. Perfect for work, in the car, or at home. Turbo Force is the ultimate answer to a sluggish day. Don't let your day slow you down. Perk up with Turbo Force at InfoWarsStore.com. chips in his brain. He's a wirehead. Right on a Philip K. Dick's vision. He's telling me that I'll be fulfilled as soon as I let his company run wires to my brain. <laughs> and he tells me I won't be fulfilled till I do it. You mean I won't be allowed on trains and planes. I won't be able to get a job. That's why I won't be fulfilled. No, it's going to be the slaves that have the wires in their brains. And it's going to be the free humans that don't. But long before that ever happens, Elon Musk will end up dying of a drug overdose. I wish him no harm, but Elon Musk is nothing but a George Soros husk out there promoting death. totally forgot. The crew just reminded me during the break. I'm waiting for it to come out of the printer. I like to save stuff so I have it here. Because they change stuff online all the time. But, uh, right here. Elon Musk's girlfriend reveals bizarre eye surgery claim, leaving experts baffled. And if you look at Elon Musk and all these guys, oh, worry about AI gods. Watch out for AI. Oh, I've got a wires I want to put in your brain. You're going to be in such ecstasy. <laughs> but I watched his, I don't know, whatever it was, 30-something mini promo about this with executives from his company. Neuralink. They all look like they're on hardcore drugs. I mean, they're like sweating. Their eyes are like lit up. Like, <sighs> I mean, they look nuts. You know when somebody's on drugs. And one of the crew members said maybe they've already got this whole Neuralink group of wires hooks in their brain because as PKD pointed out, Philip K. Dick back in the 70s, the cyberpunk future is where you can get any type of pleasure you want, just plug in, but no one wants to even get up or eat for weeks or days. You just die mm -hmm. because you just plug all this in and mm -hmm. it's the Matrix. Pretty much. And now the Matrix is here and you look at Tim Cook and you look at any of these guys, they'll be under white lights. Can somebody zoom in on my eye maybe with camera seven? We need some closer cameras like I'm in here underneath bright lights, and my pupils are very little. Yeah, zoom in if you can. And my pupils are tiny because I'm not on drugs. I've had two cups of coffee today. But if you look at my pupils, maybe somebody come in with a phone, take a picture of it, and I can show people on the phone. Here, I'll do it on my own phone. Where's my phone at? So here, let me show you my pupils, okay? The only way I can do it is take a photo and then have a camera above do this. Okay, Dr. Cam shot, please.
Look at this. Look at this defeat of the technology. I'm having a major victory right now. Dr. McCam, shop, please. If we can't do it, I understand. Now, that's my pupils, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? That's my pupils. You look at Tim Cook or Elon Musk or any of his executives when they're up there on that stage, their pupils are 90% open. Zuckerberg, all of them, these people are either have brain chips or they're on hardcore drugs. Only they, Ooh, I think they've already, I mean, I talked to the Pentagon yes. years ago about how they already had special forces 15 years ago getting brain chips to interface with weapon systems and things. But that's it. These guys are wireheads. Something's going on. Because I'm under white lights and my, my pupils are little. They're supposed to close under white light. Under blue light. Dr. McCam shot again, please. Look at that. Tiny. That's what happens under the sun or under bright lights, but not these guys. They're all under lights. And if we can't show Elon Musk and his assistants from the report, rack it up, we'll play, we'll play Reese's report. Because I'm on a roll here of victory. Everything on. It's just, it's all happening. <laughs> so let's go ahead and cue this up. Let's go ahead and cue up uh, the uh, PC did on Elon Musk joining the dark side. Elon Musk uh, joining the anti-human uh, coalition. So you can see, for, if you're a TV viewer, how drugged out of their minds they are. And maybe we'll superimpose some of the interviews with these guys under white lights. I mean, this should be a major investigation. You know, they admit Silicon Valley is into hardcore speed and hallucinogens. They're taking IV drips at work of DMT. They're taking LSD microdoses and psilocybin mushrooms and peyote every day. And they're the ones telling us we're going to merge with AI gods while they sweat on stage and their <laughs> eyes are like saucers. Who in the hell would want to join with these people? Why would anybody want to be part of something led by these folks? Here is the Greg Race Report. With companies like Verichip, we have been hearing about implantable computer chips for over a decade. The latest office innovation is a microchip implanted in the skin. This is the first American company to ever try this. So what are they tracking? And would you say yes if your boss asked you to do the same? And while we have been conditioned over the years to accept the idea of an implantable chip, Elon Musk has been warning us of the dangers of artificial intelligence or AI. I'm really quite close to, I'm very close to, to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the hell out of me. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, slow down to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. Oh, the oh, first scenario with AI is the one that seems like probably the best. Like for if, us. Yes. Like if you if you can't beat it, join it. Oh. That's like the focus of Neuralink is to create a high bandwidth interface it pause. the brain. Back a little bit. You can't beat it, so put wires in your head that it controls because then it'll be really nice to you. Let it put a kill switch right in your brain. Says Elon, you can just see this guy from the beginning. Oh, he's your friendly guy fighting it. Now he rolls it out. You go back and see all of it. It's the promotion of it. It's the pushing of it. It's the preparation of it. Here you go. 
the brain such that we can be symbiotic with AI. One thing is for sure, we will not control it. After successfully... Oh, no one will control the AI. Not those that built it, not those that run it. What a load of crap. He's just inducing you to let him put wires in your head so he can rule your ass like Zuckerberg and the VR on their heads. And all of them have got those giant pupils. Because they've been there and they ain't coming back. Let's continue. Sure, we will not control it. After successfully testing your own. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. You will not control it. And he goes on to say, it won't control your brain at first, but soon it will. He's literally pre-programming you to submit and bow down like he's done. No, he's not submitting to it. He's always been part of it. And you can see it all now. What a sick joke it is. And him and his whacked out executives you're about to see who don't have brain chips. They're hoping brain chips can do it and keep them high. These are drug addicts. And they want the hit of wires in their brains. They want to test it on you because it doesn't work because it's crap. They've tested it on hundreds of thousands of apes and monkeys. They've tested it on prisoners. They've tested it on U.S. troops. And now they want you to come and ask for it because you're so stupid. But you're not stupid. First, a necklace of death above the earth. Fifty globes, each releasing its nerve gas over a designated area, each capable of killing 100 million people. The human race, as you know it, will cease to exist. Who needs a James Bond villain to kill everyone when media darling eugenicist Bill Gates is off to such a celebrated start? While earning billions of dollars off his investments in the experimental vaccine industry, Bill Gates claims to be some sort of altruist, and all of pop culture media support this spurious tale. But remember when Bill Gates became the world's richest man as a result of ruthless business practices and abusive powers? And remember the world's most evil corporation, Monsanto, creators of DDT, Agent Orange, and genetically modified foods, the company working tirelessly to replace all the world's organic seed banks with their own patented GMO varieties so they can one day own the entire world's food supply? Well, now Monsanto, along with agribusiness giant Cargill, are primarily controlled by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is also the biggest farmland owner in the U.S. Bill Gates says we all must eat GMO food while aggressively working towards giving us no choice in the matter. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation sponsored the mRNA vaccines, which are now opening the gates to genetically modified humans, recklessly experimenting on the human genome in hundreds of millions of people. These experimental gene therapy shots have already killed thousands, but Bill wants everyone to get more. And now, Bill is preparing to block out the sun. Bill Gates is working with Harvard's David Keith on a stratospheric solar geoengineering experiment known as SCOPEX, 
wherein a kilogram of calcium carbonate particles will be released in the stratosphere to see how viable it will be at reflecting the light from the sun away from the surface of the earth. They claim they want to lower the temperature of the earth, despite the fact that nobody has any idea what this could do to the overall system of the planet. Since the beginning of time, man has yearned to destroy the sun. I will do the next best thing. Block it out. In the film The Matrix, they tried to block out the sun in order to stop the man-made AI threat. But it ended up enslaving all of mankind in The Matrix. In the film Snowpiercer, the world tried blocking out the sun to stop global warming, but ended up triggering a cataclysmic ice age. And in the dystopian reality that we live in today, Bill Gates wants to save the world by blocking out the sun. We are told to trust him. We are told to trust the science, even though the so-called science is wildly theoretical, inconclusive, and universally challenged. Bill Gates does indeed embody the characteristics of an evil James Bond villain. But the real villains are obviously the degenerates of world governments and mainstream media who allow this damaged, deranged old man in a pink sweater to play out his father's dreams of depopulation and eugenics on the world stage, while at the same time protecting the big banks and multinational corporations who are orchestrating this entire war against humanity. For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. Still don't think it exists. <clears throat> Still think it's not going to happen. Okay. Government tells you a lie. Okay. These are from other guys, not from me. But it is true. So here's another. The ones who are part of a disinformation campaign. That they were acting, quote, deceptively in this historic order. So we've made this video. We even hired a voice actor to read quotes from the judge. It's pretty amazing stuff in this order. They're basically saying uh, everything that they accused us of that they did, that they're blurring opinion and fact in this article. And oh, and the reason why this is such a big deal is because 
The New York Times article that came out during the election calling our videos disinformation, well, Facebook relied upon that to ban the videos. I think we've crossed the Rubicon, and that's why they're in the position they're in. And you better believe that they're scared. You know what? They're scared about the discovery process, me opening up the report notebooks. And you better believe the paper shredders, uh, they're probably trying to determine whether they yeah, have to I'm telling you, look at the power bill for the New York Times. The paper shredders are working double time. Huge victory for Project Veritas. We got to celebrate it. Project Veritas, we have won a historic battle in a defamation lawsuit against the New York Times and New York Supreme Court, not granting motion to dismiss against the New York Times. This is extraordinary. A lot of people are talking about it. Uh, Fox News, Daily Wire, Washington Examiner, uh, Zero Hedge, even President Trump brought it up. Congratulate Project Veritas on their big win on the New York Times. Now the suit will continue. Constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley saying he expects to, quote, teach the case next year in his own torts class when he deals in defamation. Now, many of you wondering, why is this such a big deal? Because to get past motion to dismiss and a defamation lawsuit against the New York Times is such a big win. Listen to this Canadian lawyer on YouTube tell you why. The absolute state of defamation law in the United States is that it is a victory simply to be allowed to continue suing for defamation. So much to tell you. We're going to take you through this judge's order, and we're going to give you the full details right now. In more than half a century, the New York Times has lost a motion to dismiss without appeal. And we've learned this is the first case ever where the New York Times lost under New York's new anti-slap laws enacted last year. Now, because we've won on this motion, we get to do discovery. The decision by the state Supreme Court, which is a trial court, allows Veritas to take the depositions of relevant New York Times employees which Veritas founder and President James O'Keefe said he would record and expose. I mean, America, this is what you've been waiting for. Now we get to open up the New York Times' newsroom. They're the ones in the hot seat. Now we can shine a light into their practices and what they're doing under oath and videotaped. How did we do it? We had the help of one of the nation's best defamation lawyers, Libby Locke, who helped us sue the New York Times last fall. Uh, if you recall, our investigation on the Minnesota ballot harvesting videos, which were self-evident, clear as day, it was all caught on tape. Last year, Project Veritas, the journalism group, published a series of videos documenting what looked like voter fraud in Ilhan Omar's congressional district. In one of those videos, the brother-in-law of a Minneapolis politician is seen bragging about collecting hundreds of absentee ballots in his car. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Who did that? Gary, other footage showed Minneapolis officials acknowledging that political operatives were paying elderly people for their mail-in ballots. Yes.
Now, you just saw evidence of a man with ballots all over his lap. It's illegal in Minnesota to obtain more than three ballots, to have in your possession more than three ballots. And the New York Times bizarrely looked at the same video, which you just saw clips from, and said that we were making claims without evidence. You can see their faces. You can see the faces of the man who exchanges $200 cash, and they lie. And they said that we relied solely on unnamed sources. Now, what was interesting is that reporter Maggie Astor, who wrote the article in the affidavit when she was then under oath in this lawsuit, she changed her tune, remember? She changed it from solely to many. So they've already admitted that they're lying. And this is the importance of the discovery process, because only when they're under oath, only when they're under oath, do they tell the truth? It was a glaring admission that we did, in fact, used name sources. In fact, all we did was show you people talking and show you evidence. But still, the New York Times called our video deceptive and refused to retract after we asked. So we sued. The Times asked the court to dismiss our case and make us pay their attorney's fees. Well, just last week, on March 18th, Justice Charles Wood, New York Supreme Court, issued a historic order. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we celebrate a huge victory for Project Veritas on the other side with James O'Keefe. Ladies and gentlemen, we're into the second hour of the Alex Jones Show. Owen Schroyer sitting in for Alex Jones. James O'Keefe from Project Veritas joins us now we just rolled a small snippet of the big breaking report of their victory over the new york times uh james before we get into the ins and outs of the expose that you've done not just on the ballot harvesting on the piece featured in this legal case but more importantly the victory here what does it mean 